0: Hey, everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about the biggest hurdle in starting your own business. While we were doing our interviews, Marissa actually had the chance to ask us a question. And since she is kind of starting out in her own business, this is what she asked us as moms who have been running our own businesses for a few years now. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we
1: successfully grow a business and children at the same time?
0: Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jessie Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast.
1: What was your biggest hurdle in starting your own business for you? I'm trying not to like cut Angela
0: off, but like I always do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think the biggest one for me was that kind of the fear of failure slash imposter syndrome because I, with this business, I'd had a few things that I did before, Mm -hmm. a few things I'd tried And, you know, some MLMs and some other things that had all fallen flat. And so I was like, I was really afraid it was going to be another one of those. That I was going to invest time and money and then it wasn't going to work. Nobody was going to say yes. And I was going to have to start all over again and figure something else out. And I... Having the accountability people made a big difference because it kept me going even on the days where I was like, I don't think this is working, (laughs) but also focusing on the little wins. So like the first time I had a client pay an invoice, I like we went out to dinner and it was like McDonald's, but it was dinner. It was like just exciting. So we really celebrated those small wins. And actually recently, my husband was talking about it because we were talking about my business and how far it's come. And he said, you know, the minute you started this business, I could see the difference from the other businesses you had. Because and I was like, I don't know what it was about it, but he was like, you just you really were determined and you really liked it and you really enjoyed it. Um, Kind of going back to Jesse's question earlier of, you know, what is it that you want And I had that same idea. I want to be able to be home with my kids. I want to be able to bring in money. I want to be able to take part of the day and take my kid to a doctor's appointment if I wanted. And, But yeah, the biggest hurdle was definitely allowing myself to invest Mm -hmm. in this business, my time and my money, after having felt like I'd failed before.
1: I think for me, unless you had something to say to that, Oh no. Okay. Um, I think for me, my biggest hurdle was being scared that I wasn't going to like it. I mean, yes, I had the fear of failure and everything, but I was kind of forced into the situation. Um, I I walked in one day to daycare. My my daughter went to daycare for like three or four months, like one semester of school. Although my maternity leave didn't end till like end of September. So basically three months in daycare. And I walked in one day and saw one of the workers yelling at a toddler. And I was like, you're doing this in front of a parent. Oh. Like, I literally never took my daughter back there again after that day. Um, yeah. I passed her around to different family members that just happened to have time a day here, a day there. I would have to like take off um, work to make it through the rest of the school year because I was not sending my kid back there. And and that's what I kept thinking to myself was, so for me, it wasn't like fear of failure was there, but I was also backed into a corner. I'm like, I literally have to make this work or I just don't know what I'm going to do because I am not sending my kid back to daycare. Yeah. Um, So for me, one of the hardest things in the beginning was finding out what I wanted to do because i'm like okay i'm a teacher i can do powerpoints and presentations i can and people sell things on webinars webinars like teaching online i can help them with that i hated it, it awful yeah i didn't like helping them with the presentation which is hilarious cuz that's what your husband does <laughs> yeah he loves it <laughs> um i i hated it and i hated like the tech aspect of are things going to work? And in, in this instance, in webinars in particular, I am a techie and I do tech things. But webinars are just that one thing that I was like, "leh." And it was really interesting to try it and be like, "Oh gosh, I don't like this. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. A- am I going to have to? Am I going to be stuck in a business I hate versus a job? I, I did enjoy my job, but it, it's like people are scared to be in a job they hate. People are scared mm-hmm. to be." I was like, man, am I going to be stuck in a business I hate? But I allowed myself to listen to others and be open to learning new things until I found something I enjoyed. So um, not just your husband, but in copywriting also, like, these are like great examples because there's not one type of copywriter. You have to find, are you going to like sales pages, um, ads, emails, social media, Um, You have to find what your niche is within that field. Right. So don't box yourself in too quick. That would be my advice is to to be open to like try different things and find out, wow, I actually kind of like this and I never thought I would. Yeah, there are a lot of people that give advice on getting into copywriting and things. And I I never understood the you need to pick a niche right away Mm -mm. because I don't know what I'm going to like right away. I'm going to have, I, I want to be able to write for a whole bunch of different kinds of companies in a whole bunch of different kinds of ways before I figure out what I'm good at and like. Yeah. I never understood the picking a niche from the beginning. It makes no sense. I think picking a niche for like trying to get a type of job is good. So it's like, okay, I'm going to try to find maybe a mom who has a blog and I'm going to help them write some blog posts. That might be a good thing to be like, okay, that's my niche. I'm going to start and find that right now in the cooking industry like you can be very niche to like find a client try it and be like ooh, that that mm -mm, wasn't for me and then you go try something else um but if you just like hey anybody hire me I write words (laughs) you're never going to find anybody so (laughs) it's okay to hop from niche to niche it's not like you write it in stone and you're stuck right yeah I guess that makes more sense when you put it that way it just it always sounds like you don't only need to pick you need to pick a niche and then that's all you do ever, right? No, it's like, not Well, that I way. don't know what uh, I like now. Did you know the average no. person uh, <laughs> changes their major six times in college? Like, I consider myself a very loyal person. Oh when gosh. I pick something, I stay. I changed my major three times. I changed my major once.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went from exercise science <laughs> to communication. <laughs> <laughs> i did not change my major at all but i also oh never yeah used what, did, what was your degree in? directly oh, wow. uh early childhood education i actually i used to work in the daycares mm-hmm. the, the ones kids. that yell at children <laughs> <laughs> okay the ones not the, the, those. the crazy thing is she yell, was but she was yelling at the kid to play to. you need to play
1: and i'm just like oh my gosh oh I can't take this I'm never
0: bringing my kid back here ever again poor thing I always got the difficult kids I worked in I worked um Mm -hmm. worked in like a preschool for a couple years um on base and I always got the kids that caused all Mm -hmm. the trouble (laughs) they were like she can handle it but I never you know I I had a license but I never taught in like the school system so yeah, I never changed my major, but I also never really, by the time I got my degree and got my license, I had realized that wasn't a thing that I wanted to do. And oh, so I just perfect. never did. I probably should have changed <laughs> oh, well, my major. Mm. such a good
1: conversation.
0: Yeah, that was really fun to kind of get the tables turned on us a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was interesting how for both of us, the biggest hurdle was fear of something. Yeah. like The biggest hurdle is not finding the time or having the skills. It's fear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's definitely one of the things we hear a lot from people. Like, I'm afraid to whatever. Um, I know in one of our other episodes we talked about, they were all, it was kind of like, I'm afraid to let my family down. I'm afraid Mm -hmm. we're going to, you know, not going to be able to pay my bills, I think was Marissa's. Um, And, you know, so that's like getting over that fear and it manifests in different ways. Like for me, it was, learning how to allow myself to invest in the business and like do the but what if it works type thing. And for you it was more of like okay this isn't working how can I change it and make it better instead of just giving up on it. Right.
1: But also how can I change and still make money. You know what I yes. mean? Like sometimes yeah. it's it's scary um I th- I think That reminds me of like when you have made some really big changes in your business about deciding, I'm only going to take this kind of work.
0: Mm -hmm. And you were
1: scared because you're like, am I going to find enough clients to fill my roster for just this kind of work? Yeah. And guess what? You did.
0: Yeah. And I was way happier in my business too than trying to just take all the clients all the time always, no matter what it was they needed. Yeah and I think that kind of dis- like that
1: kind of blends in with that niche conversation we have with Marissa mm-hmm. like it's okay to to try something not like it and try something else just because you say i help this kind of person and then it's really not your thing in the end it's yeah. okay you can change yeah. no one's forcing you to to do something
0: Mm-hmm. And every time you try something, even if you decide you don't like it, it's still that experience, like you still have that experience mm-hmm. and that knowledge. And I know that's come in handy for me, even though now I take like a certain kind of client every once in a while. One of them will ask me, like, do you know somebody that can help me with this email automation or do you know somebody that can help me set up this course? And I can say, actually, I know how to do that <laughs> because that's the thing I used to do. <laughs> Yeah. And so then I can help my clients even more. So it's, you know, even if you do a thing and realize you don't like doing it or it's not your favorite or there's other things you enjoy more, you still have that knowledge and experience and, you know, sort of um, expertise that you can use to share with your clients and with other people in your industry. It reminds me of all the ex-boyfriends I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, I don't regret
1: them because I learned about myself and I grew mm-hmm. as a person through every relationship, even though they weren't the person I was going the to person. spend the rest of my life
0: with. Yes. Yep. Exactly. There's always <laughs> something to learn and take with you. <laughs> exactly. This is not what I want in my life.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing. This is not what I want in my business. Yeah,
0: this is not what I want. These are not the clients I want. This is not the program I want to work with. This is not the product I want to sell.
1: I was thinking. So recently, I went to um, one of the an MLM party, and you know how, especially since the pandemic, we do them all on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so it's like they do a Facebook live on a certain day and time and you can watch live and ask questions and be a part of the, you know, quote unquote party, even though you can purchase whenever you can go back and watch the videos, you can do all these things. And I just thought to myself that was such a game changer for the MLM industry Um, to not have to physically leave their families and go do Mm -hmm. in the evening Um, parties at home parties in some people I know they would travel a couple hours to go to someone's house to do one of those parties and it's like okay instead I can just like go to a secluded room in my home and do the party Mm -hmm. there on a Facebook live and the other cool thing is that I was attending a party from my sister-in-law that lives several states away so it's like it was really cool to be able to support her, even though I lived far away. In a way that previously in an in-home party, I would have never been able to. Yeah. So yeah, I guess why why am I sharing this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I was thinking about the way that some people were like, "Oh, I mean, I don't want to get into an MLM because I don't want to travel. I don't right. want to go to." In home, like I don't want to go to strangers' homes and set up and talk to them and do the party. But this way, it's like you can still be passionate about the product and do these parties from your own home in your own way and still make it work. So it's like you can find different ways to make things work for you and be successful.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to approach. Businesses now, just businesses in general, mm-hmm. um, and especially I think the pandemic opened up a spe- a lot of online uh, options and a lot of different ways. I was actually talking with a client the other day about Zoom and all of the changes that have happened just on that one software one. Yeah. since the pandemic <laughs> happened. Mm-hmm. You know that there's so much more that you can do with it now. They, you know, so there's a lot of, a lot more things where I can help them. I can do, you know, remote access. I can do Mm -hmm. whiteboard things. And there's a lot of new ways that I can work with clients. So it's all about finding what works for you and your family and your personality to make the business go, because you can have the best business idea, but if you can't find a way to make it work, that you're happy and want to do it, it's going to have a really hard time getting off the ground.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I loved that. That's the question that Marissa asked us was, you know, what was our biggest hurdle? It was interesting to go back and realize, yeah, we had hurdles, but guess what? Somehow we
0: overcame them. (laughs) Somehow we busted through. Yeah. Without realizing it, like looking back on it, I was like, where all of a sudden I'm looking at myself now and realizing I don't. Agonize over every single thing with the business anymore. I'm just like, nope, I'm gonna try this and see what happens. Yeah.
1: And I think sometimes when people get to like the point we're at, they they act like, oh, it's it's so easy to be like this. Yeah. But it's like, no, like we have to remember in the beginning there's a ton it's of fear. It's really hard. And yeah. our perspective on things is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um. even money investing in myself in the very beginning to, into a world that I knew nothing about which was online business it was very scary to invest in a course to learn yeah. how to do this stuff and now it's like the no brainer it's like of course I should have used that money because I made that money plus so much more by the end of the course right yeah. Like if you invest in things and actually apply them they can you can reap the rewards from that you just have to believe in yourself and your abilities and bet on you that's yeah. my biggest thing is like bet on yourself are you really going to let yourself down
0: yeah so
1: anywhozy i think that was i mean it's just great so i would say that you got your next steps if you are sitting here thinking about starting your own business, or you've recently started a business and it's not quite what you had imagined, I want you to not be afraid to make a change or not be afraid to just try something and see if you like it. So if you haven't started, just say, you know what? Like we told Marissa, I'm going to try doing this one thing for this one niche and try it, but I'm not locked into the niche. But I'm going to look for a client that's like that because I think I might like it. Try it. And if you are already in business and you're doing all the things and it's driving you crazy, say, what if I only looked for clients where I did this one part
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and see what happens? For extra goodies and next steps, you can go ahead and head over to marketingmomspodcast.com where we are located. Also find us on Instagram at Marketing Moms Podcast, And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored. This is where you chose to spend your time.
0: If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to
1: marketingmomspodcast.com.